Congratulations. You made it to the end of 2018, right? Some of us, that is a huge sigh of relief. And for some of us, we come up with these words, we come up with these phrases to proclaim what we want the new year to be. Real, real quick, just how many of you have a word or phrase that's already in your heart or mind, maybe in a journal somewhere? Three of us. Awesome. That's why I'm going to talk about this. So here are your words for 2019. You ready? Who's taking notes? Take notes, phone, pen, paper. Here's your two words. Pain and wait. Doesn't that just jazz you up for 2019? Pain and wait. These two words, I truly believe, can make 2019 a good year for you. But they're two words that we do not embrace. Because our flesh constantly seeks comfort. We don't ask for pain, and we don't like to wait. I'm going to be in Luke chapter 2 here in just a moment, if you'll get there with me. We're going to talk about pain, presence, promise, and purpose, and how those four things can set you up 2019. You see, a year ago, I took a major risk. Some people don't see it as a risk, but I knew it was a risk. After 13 years of full-time ministry, I decided to jump out of the boat. That's a separate story, but nonetheless, this 2018, I am thankful, has come to a close. Because many of the things that I'm going to share this morning are things that I've experienced that I think God uses to grow us up for his purpose. But that's how faith works. That's how faith works when we decide to let go of this perceived control that we have and we decide to move into this world of wonder of following Jesus. So there's been many days of 2018 of tears, confusion, being lonely, and even being lonelier for myself. It led my wife and I to decide to figure out what we do with this mess that it seems like we're in, but God actually has a plan for it all along the way because when you decide to follow Jesus, sometimes it doesn't make sense. And so we decided to join Regeneration. Regeneration's a simple 12-step recovery around many of the churches, but y'all have Celebrate Recovery here. 
And so as I speak this morning, I pray that God will press into you something that you need to hear and that you need to take action on because life is hard and we don't ask for pain. We don't embrace suffering and we don't by far even pray for it. Pain and wait. What was 2018 for you? And so for many of us, We sat on the phone on hold, calling our bank, calling some other organization that we needed to get a hold of. And did you know that you're going to spend approximately 46 days of your life being on hold? 46 days. That is a lot of waiting. And and since I come from a house full of, of girls, how many of you had to wait for someone this morning? Like you're sitting in the car and you're like, "Uh, are we going to make it? We don't like waiting. Waiting on the microwave, right? You need to add 30 seconds, and so you push the 30-second button. How long is it going to take? 30 seconds. But you stare at it, and you keep looking. 30 seconds is 30 seconds, but for some reason, I don't like waiting 30 seconds. And so I keep watching down to the millisecond when it comes out. Traffic time, 26 to 29 minutes here in the DFW area. And, and, and it's probably longer because let's face it, there's a wreck almost every day. And so we are horrible at waiting until it is our decision and our choice to wait. Some of you are planning a trip to Six Flags. Some of you are going to Disneyland. Some of you are going to Great Wolf Lodge. And you're going to wait. But it's not that big a deal because you chose to stand in that line. But we don't like to wait because oftentimes it brings out this weird anxiety and stress and this perceived sense of, I've lost control. But who said you had control? And then we have the great expectations and the disappointment of Christmas. And so we wait Christmas for the right gift. And then it hurts when we don't get the right gift because I had different expectations. So for many of us, this is really just a sign about we're never enough because never enough in our culture is always around the corner. Never enough. And so we continue to press on and press on and press on until the pain catches up with us. And then God says, wait, I'm going to use this pain for my purpose. If you're willing to walk through the pain, you have a purpose. So many of us in 2018, we had some type of disappointment. 
Whether it was your first round of chemo or someone you knew who was going through their first round of chemo and you went and sat with them in the chemo room. Some of you are facing infertility and the struggle of pregnancy. And so you wait. Some of you experienced job loss or layoff. And now you wait. A divorce is looming. It's come. You know someone. So the pain continues to chase us down. The loss of a friend at an early age due to heart failure or the loss of an aunt, uncle, grandmother, mom, dad. The pain pursues us. What we choose to do with the pain, he wants to use for his purpose. And so will you choose to allow your pain to be used for his purpose in 2019? So a little bit of background as we jump into Luke chapter 2. All right. So Luke chapter 2, as we jump into verse 25. Mary and Joseph, Jesus was just born. On the 40th day, Mary and Joseph had to take Jesus to the temple for purification and for consecration to follow the customs of Jewish law and tradition. So Mary and Joseph, they decide to walk from Bethlehem, the 10-mile journey, 40 days after the birth of Jesus. And so they stay outside of Jerusalem that night, probably on the 38th or 39th day. And the next day, Joseph goes in. Because as you do your purification and your consecration, you have to have a sacrifice. And so Mary and Joseph, keep in mind, right? They were in Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph did not have many, if any, means financially But nonetheless, they were devout, God-fearing Jewish people walking with God. So he chose to buy two doves because financially, he did not have the opportunity to buy the lamb that he desired to buy. And so once again, we see this idea of pain coming into the story. Not only the confusion and the waiting of Mary being pregnant, but now once again, they're reminded of their financial pain. They're reminded of their struggle, but they press on. And so as they press on, Joseph buys these doves. And can you imagine the anger and the pain that he's facing? Because as we know, Jesus comes on the scene later, and he is upset and angry about the inflated prices at the temple for the sacrificial animals. And so Joseph is probably dealing even with more pain of, I don't have means, but now these doves are even more inflated than what they should be. The pain pursues us. And so jump with me to Luke chapter 2, verse 25, because I believe that your pain can be turned into his purpose if you listen to this story. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous 
and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die. Do you hear that promise? He would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So he was moved by the Spirit and he went into the temple courts. God made a promise to Simeon at an old age that he would see the Christ. And the Holy Spirit moved in Simeon's life because Simeon was faithful and devout to follow in the midst of the pain of waiting. And the story continues. 27, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple with the parents and brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law was required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about Jesus. Then Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined You hear the promise? He is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts and many hearts will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. And so the story continues in verse 36. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Peniel, of the tribe of Asher, she was very old and she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and, when the, and was a widow until 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying, coming up to them at the very moment she gave thanks to God and spoke to the child, to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So let's walk through the pain the presence, the promise, and the purpose of this story and how it applies to your life. So Mary and Joseph, we've already talked about how they were not of great means, bought the dove. Simeon, old age, but he was faithful to serve in the temple and he waited to try to figure out what his purpose was. He knew what his purpose was, but he had to wait. And we also see in verse 35, and a sword will pierce through your own soul, talking to Mary, foretelling and prophesying over another promise that the pain is still going to be with you. The presence. So Simeon, Right? He was devout, God-fearing, waiting, serving, and being faithful. And it reminds me of Psalms 27, of how David went through a similar struggle in verse 13 and 14 in Psalms. It talks about that David wondered if God would use him, and that if he would be able to go back to the temple. 
And David says, wait for the Lord. Take heart. Because God has a promise for his life to look at the goodness of God in the land of the living. Because God was not done with David. And so Simeon, he waited. Anna, old age. She was either 84 or 104. She was a widow. And the pain pursued her. But she was faithful of being in presence of God. And so, going to church for them, going to the temple, it was not an event. It was not a Sunday morning affair. It was their way of life. They were all God-fearing, constant in their discipline, constant in their pursuit of seeing the face of God in the midst of pain. But we have come in our culture waiting for the microwave to count down because we do not like pain and we want to move on from our pain. But God wants to do something in your pain for his purpose. And so the promise, Simeon's name means God heard. At some point, Simeon prayed to God, saying, God, what is my purpose? What, 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 what are you going to do with me? And so God spoke over him, saying, you are going to be here until the Christ comes. And this goes back, way back to Deuteronomy, that there had to be three witnesses about testifying of something coming. So we had uh, the shepherds that saw Jesus born. Now we have Simeon testifying about Jesus. And the third one is Anna. But the promise of all these stories, take Anna, for example. She could have become bitter. She could have become cynical. And she could have chosen a different path. Because the tribe of Asher that she's from, many thought the tribe of Asher was forgotten. So the pain and the struggle that you're going through, you may feel like the tribe of Asher saying, God, I think you forgot me. But nonetheless, Anna was persistent in being in the presence of God. And so their purpose, they all had a very unique person's purpose. Whether it was Mary and Joseph, whether it was Simeon, whether it was Anna. And the purpose was connected to the end of the story. That she is proclaiming and talking about Jesus. Your pain has a purpose. Will you use it for his purpose? So your pain can be turned into his purpose. And so you're sitting here thinking, Lance, I don't believe you. Are you persistent? Are you fasting? Are you praying? Are you connecting to God? Are you going to celebrate recovery? Are you enrolling in a financial peace university? Or has this, this become an event for you? 
God cannot use you for a purpose if you're not connected to him. But man, how we want the self-gratification of God to use us. But he can't use us if we're not connected to him. And so, some of you are struggling through an addiction. And that has all sorts of varieties. From Facebook to the easy one, all the way to chemical codependency to the others. Choices. Some of you have made choices that you feel the shame of your life is a burden upon you. And so you're sitting with that pain, struggling through it. But what are you going to do with it? Are you going to ask for help? Are you going to get in a circle with someone to walk through your pain? Are you going to connect to the one that can heal and transform your pain? Chemotherapy. Many of us, probably all of us have a story in this room. There is someone that God wants to use your pain of what you've gone through through chemo for his purpose. And all he's waiting is for you to be brave enough to go next door. Jobs. Some of you lost jobs this year to layoff. Some of you are waiting for the college acceptance letter and you got rejected. Some of you are wondering if, if you'll get married. And others of us are facing, is divorce coming? Divorce happened this year. Retirement, will retirement happen? Will it not happen? And so the pain constantly chases us down because life has a way of teaching us either you surrender to his will and his purpose for your life or you continue to walk through the pain and the chaos and the confusion that is life. And if you try to make sense of it, it won't make sense. But if you connect your pain, much like Simeon, Mary and Joseph, and Anna, he has a purpose for you in 2019. Quick, simple example for all of us. I'm not, you don't speak in absolutes, okay? So, um, almost all of us. Many of us have resolutions to lose weight. Habits. Go to the gym. Lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever it is. If you're not willing to go through the pain and the sacrifice of saying no to that cookie on January 20th, then you don't really want it bad enough. Many of us want things in life, but we don't want to suffer. We don't want to walk through pain. And that's why I say pain and waiting can transform your 2019. So when May 20th comes or August 20th comes, will you say no to that cookie? Because flesh seeks comfort every time, every time. And so being in his presence, it is going to be the death of self rather than the embracing of self is how God is going to use you. Hebrews 11.6 says that without faith, that it is impossible for you to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so how are you going to step in faith this year? 
How are you going to be in the presence of God this year? Some of you are thinking about getting connected to Celebrate Recovery, a marriage group, a financial group, a small group, marriage counselor, or coach. Make that connection because God has a purpose for you to heal your pain for his purpose. And your purpose, finally, is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because I think many of us think that I have a purpose, but it's really connected to the purpose. We meander and struggle through this life to wonder what my purpose is, or if I have a purpose, but we fail to connect that your purpose is connected to the purpose of Jesus Christ. And so as as we go into 2019, possibly for some of you, you need to meet your neighbor. This is a struggle and pain point for many people. Simply meet your neighbor. Go next door. Say, man, I am sorry. I I follow in the way of Jesus, but I've, I've never met you. Whatever it is, walk through the pain. And here's my other challenge that I gave as well. I challenge you, do not go on a mission trip and get on an airplane if you cannot meet your neighbor. Whether it be your coworker, whether it be your physical neighbor, someone in very close proximity to you. Because God wants to use you where you are at and walk in that pain for his purpose. Because your neighbor might go through chemo in 2019. Your neighbor might be battling a divorce in 2019. And your purpose is to glorify God and point to Jesus Christ as the hope of the world. Or you could be like my friend Bob. Bob mentors not one, but two students in the McKinney ISD. You have a purpose, and God wants to use you for that purpose. Because just like Anna, some of us need to speak boldly and testify about the goodness and the promises of God in and over our life. But you've got to walk through the pain. You've got to stay in the presence of Jesus Christ. You've got to claim the promise that he has in and over your life. And then finally, you've got to walk in that purpose. Because I believe our deepest pain can be and will be transformed for his purpose if we're willing to wait and if we're willing to walk through the pain. So my prayer for you is that You will claim a promise in 2019. You will walk through the pain. You'll be in the presence of Jesus. And that a year from now, we can testify about his goodness over our life. Let us pray. God, You're beyond good to us as our Father. 
And many are doubting, struggling, wondering about your goodness. And many of us, frankly, we don't want to suffer. We don't want to walk through the pain. But, but God, help us to realize the truth of Scripture that says that our suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character produces this hope. And so many people in this world need hope. And more specifically, many of our homes need hope. Our neighbors need hope. So God, help us to walk through the pain. Help us to ask for help. And may we claim your purpose in and over our life to share about the good news of Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.